So the big question is this, how are moms like us who feel called to be home with our little ones, whose main priority is family? How do we spend our days taking care of everyone else, but also find a way to have something for ourselves? Something that gives us purpose outside the walls of our home and something that allows us to contribute to the family budget. What is the best way to make money from home? Where do you start? And when do you even find time to work when you have little ones that need you all day? Those are the questions, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Cami Lane, and I'm on a mission to show moms what's possible with an online business. Welcome to the Mom Start a Business Podcast. Now let's get started. You're listening to Mom Start a Business, episode 10. Welcome back to the podcast. I am excited for you to be here and hear this interview that I have for you with Krista Moreland. Krista is a health coach, but not too long ago, she was a teacher with a sick kid at home and she was missing a lot of school and she was missing a lot of being there with her son. And she felt like she was just really not giving the best of her to either. And so she had a difficult decision to make and she chose to quit her job. And since then, she has created a a coaching business that has allowed her to make five figures in a month. And she is sharing how she got started, some of the things that have worked really well for her, some of the things that have not worked so well. And I'm really excited for you to hear our conversation. She also has some great advice about dealing with kids as you're working from home and getting them involved in your business. So I can't wait for you to hear everything she has to offer. All right, let's get to it. Okay, Krista, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad that we connected and that you are here. So to start out, can you just share with everybody who you are, what you do, um, you know, what's your family look like? What is your business? Yeah, so um, my name is Krista Moreland and I actually um, run a health and weight loss business. And I know that sometimes even just saying that phrase, people cringe a little bit like, oh gosh, not another health and weight loss, <laughs> <laughs> right coach? Yes. So listen, mamas, I totally get it. I've been there. I felt that way. I've done that. But um, I really help busy mamas on the go lose weight and rediscover who they are through my business, through macro tracking and mindset work. And so I take a completely and totally different approach uh, with my clientele just because I think us mamas are special and we need a little bit of a different approach, right? And so I really make sure that I do that with my clientele because I want to see all the mamas around the world own the skin that they're in, love it, feel confident in it, and win. I love that. Yeah. So tell us what your family is like. Yeah. So I have three um, little ones. I have an 11 year old. Her name's Kylie and she plays competitive soccer. Um, She's definitely 11 going on 25. (laughs) She's the one who's like, Hey, time to go five minutes. Everybody get in the car. Yeah, exactly. And then I have a nine year old little boy. His name is Easton and he is 100% boys, like dirty grass knees and no cares in the world. And then I have a six-year-old. Her name is Emery. And my two older kids are afraid of her. She is going to be (laughs) (laughs) the one who rules the world, right? Like she's just all fire and fierce. And I love that about her. But 
they're so different. And, um, and yeah, those are my, those are my little ones. That's cool. Yeah. So which came first, your kids or your business? Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, my kids came first. Um, so before I started my business, I was actually a high school English teacher. Um, yeah. And so I have my master's in education. I taught for six years at an inner city high school and I loved it. I Mm -hmm. loved it. I mean, listen, those kids came with a lot of baggage, a lot of things going on outside of the home. But their loyalty, their love, their energy was so intense. And I loved, Mm. I loved that about them. And then, yeah. And then, uh, and my husband's a fireman. So he, his station was literally across the street from my school. So he was like, yeah, he's like, if anything crazy ever happens, because it was a very low income school. Uh (laughs) I was a teacher as well. (laughs) Right. Okay. See, so yeah, yeah. he's like, if anything ever happens, I'll be right there. And I'm like, okay, great. Cause you know, it can be a little scary uh-huh. at times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we started our family. Um, we had a three-year rule. We weren't going to have kids for three years. So I taught for six. We had our little girl and she was beautiful and incredible and completely healthy. And so when she was about nine months old, I got pregnant with my son. And then when my son was born, he had a lot of medical issues, mm-hmm. uh, a ton of medical issues. So um, he had a PDA closure, which is a massive hole in his heart when he was four oh, months wow. old. Yeah. And um, he aspirated for like the first three years of his life. We were in wow. and out of, yeah, the hospital every, you know, five to six weeks because he would get pneumonia and he caught every time you know, a cold came around and mm-hmm. caught the cold. Wow. We had RSV several times. It was a very, very scary time mm-hmm. when my little guy was born. And so I found myself missing a lot of school and I had to make a decision. Um, you know, is, was I going to be there emotionally for my family or emotionally for these kids who really needed me at school? Mm-hmm. And so a decision had to be made and I decided to stay home mm-hmm. and make sure that my son had everything that he needed. So that's kind of, you know, what I was doing before they came. Yeah. Yeah. And then they came and and I loved being a stay at home mom for a little while, but I'll have to be honest. I always had this entrepreneurial spirit, Mm -hmm. um, vibrating in the background. Right. Um, so while I stayed home with him, I, and you and I've chatted about this before, but I sold, um, like chalkboards, (laughs) Nice. Like I, I created these little like custom chalkboards, right? So like, I'll give you an example. Um, there was a, a fiance whose husband was, um, he was in Iraq and she wanted a chalkboard to count down the days before he came home. Yeah, so I made cute. like a red, white, and blue one yeah. for her. And then friends were having babies. So they wanted like a countdown chalkboard. So I would make it pink or blue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then when that like kind of ran its course, I started making cake pops. I should show you some of my cake pops. They're like, (laughs) they're ridiculous. I did like an Angry Birds set. I did. Yeah. Like so crazy. Cause that's when Angry Birds were. Uh Right. right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I had a cake pop business for a little while and then I, um, made these, I used to work out at a CrossFit gym. I made these no slip headbands. I'm not kidding you. I sold like thousands of them. Wow. And yeah, it made a nice little, you know, business off of mm-hmm. those headbands. So I always had this like entrepreneurial spirit 
something, mm-hmm. a part of me like loved creating and providing and, and giving and making a little money on the side. So it was kind of a natural progression that this, mm-hmm. you know, business happened. Yeah. I think that's probably a lot of people's journey is like trying lots of different things, you know, and kind of trying to figure out what actually works for you. Yeah. So I want to, I want to go back to something. um, Yeah. Because I don't know, it just kind of stuck out to me because I had the same kind of choice of, you know, you worked at an inner city school. Yeah. So I'm assuming, you know, that kind of felt like a calling for you. You were making a difference. You know what I mean? Like that was important to you. And I, I was the same, you know, I really, you know, I loved working with the kids that really struggled. And, you know, so then when it came time to make that decision, am I going to continue, you know, working here or quit and stay home with my babies? You know, that's a tough decision. It was a very, you know, like you, you feel like you're letting down, you know, your students. Yep. Um, you know, it's like, okay, you know, do I, do I work and impact these hundreds of lives or Mm -hmm. do I come home and, you know, make more of a difference in these one or two kids, you know, that are my own? How did you make that decision? Yeah, that was one of the hardest decisions I've had to make as an adult, right? And and at the time, I was only 28 years old. So yeah, I hadn't had very many decisions to make, Uh you know, like that up until then. Um, But a lot like you, I feel like I've always had a servant's heart, right? Like my, my soul desires to serve other people and to impact them and to make a difference and, and to just make if I can, anybody's life who I come in contact with better. And so it was very difficult to make that decision. And it's one that I, you know, spent a lot of time in thought and reflection and, and seeking out wise counsel from the people who had mentored me, you know, along the way in my personal and professional um, life. And it just came down to, a heartstring pull, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I was taking my son to the doctor four days a week and I was having to write less. Yeah. I was having to write lesson plans for four days a week to be gone. Mm-hmm. And, and what it came down to honestly was I'm doing both sides a disservice. Yes. I have to choose yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And, and this one lives in my home. He's a part of me, right? right? Like, like right. this is my, this you can't is my not ability. Choose. <laughs> you you can't, can't not choose, right? No amount right. of money right. or, or, you know, perks or anything like that will cause you to choose mm-hmm. anyone other than your own mm-hmm. blood, you know? And so yeah. it really came down to that. Um, I want to make sure that these students who I was responsible for inspiring and impacting and educating got the chance to be inspired, Mm -hmm. educated and impacted. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wasn't the right fit at the time. And so I did have to make that hard decision. Um, And it was the best decision, right? Because all roads lead to where you're supposed to be. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I just kind of wanted to touch on that because I know that that, you know, a lot of women um, have jobs that are very important, you know, and are making an impact. And so it's that tug, you know, of do I stay and continue to make this impact? Or, you know, do I kind of listen to that kind of pull of I need to be home with these kids, you know, so yeah, thanks for sharing that. Of course. So, you know, then you tried all of these different things. What what do you think it was about those businesses that didn't work out? You know what I mean? That didn't kind of go the long haul. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, those little side businesses, I feel like were the prerequisite, right? Like um, my heart wasn't attached to those mm-hmm. things. Like it was when I was a school teacher or like it is to my children, right? Like mm-hmm. that impact factor, making headbands and chalkboards and cake pops were not there. It was not there. It was missing, right? Like yeah. I, I'm a two sport college athlete. So in college, I played volleyball and softball and cool. Yeah. And I've always had a, um, coaching type of, I mean, even a teacher, mm-hmm. right. You're, yeah, you're a, right. you're a type teaching, of coach. You're coaching. Yeah. Yeah. You're coaching these kiddos. So my heart has always been, I've always wanted to coach. And it's funny because I was asked probably five or six years before I started my coaching business, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? And I said, coaching, of course, like that's where my heart has always been. Right. Mm-hmm. I just had, I thought on a volleyball, right. Right. Court or on a softball field or something like that. I had no idea that it would be in my tiny, like 300 square foot office <laughs> yeah. in front of two monitors using right. zoom and like technology in order to impact and educate and change people's lives for the better. I had no concept of that happening. So I just feel like the difference was, um, this feeds my soul and my fire and I'm passionate Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And the other ones were out of convenience and maybe a little bit of boredom and a little bit of, um, necessity, right? Like who am I? I know I'm at home with my kiddos, but I can do more than just that. Like I can be more than, than, you know, just, get the snacks and the sippy cups and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I do feel like that's the big difference between the two for sure. Nice. Yeah. I think that's similar of, you know, I kind of got my start in the whole business world with network marketing. Right. And, you know, same, it was like, I enjoyed it. It was something else. It's kind of where I started to really learn, um, you know, how all of the business things work and sales and marketing and all of that. But, it just wasn't, it wasn't my own, you know? I mean, it wasn't something that I was like super passionate about that I, um, you know, that I created and, um, I don't know, you know, it was like, I love the products, but it wasn't, it wasn't you. It it wasn't me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. So I think that's important to really find, you know, what, like you said, like what lights your soul, you know, up because you need that. Why? Right. To, to continue through the ups and downs and the struggles. So, yeah. And also too, um, being a a small business owner and entrepreneur is not easy. There's listen, there are so many things that I love about what I do. Like so many things that I love what I do about what I do but you and I both know that it's not easy. So your why has to be very strong Mm -hmm. and it has to be something that burns like intensely inside of you. Otherwise it's really easy to just say, this is too hard. I'm not doing it anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you actually got, you know, this current business started. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I was crossfitting at one of my favorite CrossFit gyms and, you know, I, I, I talk about this on my, um, on my social media and my blogs and stuff like that. But I had this moment where I, I had three kids. My youngest was six months old and sitting in the bathtub because it was just one of those days. I know all of you mamas (laughs) out there can relate to that kind of day where you're like, I will escape to anywhere. And if the bathtub Uh is the only place that is where (laughs) I will go. So my husband was like, go, go take a bath, whatever. So Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in the bathtub and I'm looking down at my body and I'm like, 
who is this? Like, who is this? Per- I don't recognize you. Who are you? I was so broken. My body didn't look like my body. I, I was doing sippy cups and dirty diapers and crying and temper tantrums, all the things that a mom does. And I was so overwhelmed in that moment. And I was 25, 35 pounds overweight, which was just, I was just so, I was so uncomfortable in my skin. I could not, I, I just had this moment of like, who the hell and who are, where are you? And what is this? What is going on? Right. And so it was at that moment that I was like, okay. I need to do something. I need to find me a little bit. I need to, I need to find that two sport college athlete who was strong and bold and knew what she wanted. I need to bring pieces of her back because I miss her and I need her to be a good mom. I need her to be a good wife. I need her to just feel good about me. And so I talked to my husband. And he was like, yes, start going to the gym, do whatever you need to do. Cause I was literally having like a, the world's biggest meltdown. <laughs> Yeah. So I go to the gym and I start working out and I do feel better, but I'm 35 pounds overweight still. So the movement that used to feel good on my body was just crushing me. It hurt mm-hmm. so bad. And about six or seven months into um, my working out, I decided to go paleo. So I did paleo for a few years and it was great. It taught me so much about food quality and, and just how to think about food, but I was still overweight because I was still overeating all the healthy stuff. Right. Mm. So I ran into macro tracking because one of my best friends and college teammate had done it. And she, I literally hadn't seen her in like four or five months. And then I saw her and I was like, Whoa, (laughs) what in the world have you been doing? And she shared her coach with me. Mm -hmm. So I started this macro tracking journey and I did so well that my coach at the time was like, Hey, you're really good at this. And you follow direction really well. I would love to show you my craft and teach you my trait and have you coach under me. Oh, cool. And I was, yeah, I was ecstatic about it because I've always been interested in health and fitness, two sport college athletes. So the, the it was right up my alley. Right. Oh my. And so I was like, oh, that would be incredible. And I, I told her from the very beginning, I loved this match, macro coach. She and I are still great friends. She's a good mentor of mine that if she taught me this trait, I knew that one day I would want this to be my next business mm-hmm. that like for real business, right? Not my side right. gig, right. not the fun money, but like a real business. And she supported me from the get go. She's like, great, let me show you. And so that's kind of how it started a little meltdown in the bathtub turned into <laughs> <laughs> turned into this journey. And, and, you know, it always, it takes an unseen path all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, I love that about, you know, finding your purpose and your passion is that we never really get to it the way we think that we should. Um, it just kind of happens to us. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So then you started with her like coaching under her. Yeah. So I coached under, um, my mentor and, and the, the woman who taught me this craft and I did that for about a year and at about a year into it, I told her like, Hey, I've got some really cool ideas of my own and this is your business. And I just don't feel like I can, you know, cultivate those ideas because it doesn't fit your mold. She doesn't have Mm -hmm. kids. She's not married. Um, So our worlds were completely different. We serve two completely different clientels. Right. And so she was like, okay, great. And so I told her, okay, I'm going to start thinking of names and logos and brand colors and all this Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And she's like, okay, awesome. So 
we had a great sit down uh, discussion about it. She gave me a little pep talk and told me a few things that I should think about first. And then I just hit the ground running and it was such a mess. (laughs) (laughs) It was such a mess. Um, The very first thing I did was I hired somebody on Upwork to create a logo for me and I spent $20 on it. And friends, let me tell you, it looked like a $20 logo. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you get what you pay for, right? right? It was a $20 logo, but I was brand new. I had no money, mm-hmm. you know, to like really right. know what I was doing. And so I got a $20 logo and I decided on a fuchsia pink color with no other colors to be supported <laughs> by it. And I literally turned on an IG page and a Facebook page. And I just started throwing mud at the wall and whatever stuck, I would run with it and go in that direction for a little while. And if something didn't stick, I would shift gears and throw more mud at the wall and see what stuck and run with it. And it was exhausting. <laughs> yeah, It was absolutely so. <laughs> exhausting. Yeah. But you got started. You took action and I did. You got started. I did. And I feel like it's a part of the process, right? Um, and, and if we, because we all have little ones, right? If we equate it to uh, a little one learning to walk, it there's a lot of bumps and bruises and you bump your head and, and things don't feel good, but you take right. a step or two and that works and you're like, oh, and it gives you a little energy and then you run in that direction. And, and that's just how you learn to walk mm-hmm. and then eventually learn to run, right? Right. Hey, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to take a minute and say thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world to me knowing that I have amazing moms like you supporting my mission. Would you do me a favor? Will you share this episode with a friend? Simply take a screenshot right now and text it to a friend that it could help. Or better yet, share it on your Instagram stories or Facebook feed. Every share makes a huge difference in showing moms what's possible for them. Thanks again, friend. And don't forget to tag me at Cami Lane when you share. Okay, let's get back to it. So you said you started an Instagram page and Facebook page. What other steps? I mean, what, um, you know, how did you get those first couple of clients? Yeah, so it was all word of mouth. And um, I will tell you that my coaching program now is drastically, drastically different than it was five years ago when I started. I started with very low rates because I was Mm -hmm. like, I just need a few people. And then eventually, um, you know, them to say like, what a great job I did. Right. Right. And so I needed some testimonials. So in order to get a few people on board, I had very low fees. I think at the time I was charging $75 a month for a client. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about macro tracking and coaching, it's intense. Like you spend a lot of time. And especially for me, like I really, really care about these people. Like my sole contract is to help people heal. I spent a lot of time discovering what my sole purpose was. And, and the way that I've designed my coaching program now is completely different than what I had done, you know, the first four years, but that's because my soul wanted to help people heal. And I feel like my work really reflects that mission now um, because it's not just about weight loss, right? Mm -hmm, right? Like it's not just about weight loss. We all know how to lose weight. We do you cut out the crap and you eat whole foods. Like we know that. Right. But I want to help people overcome the burdens that they're carrying, like self-dislike, destructive thought patterns, and other forms of darkness that hide underneath the weight gain. 
that's why we gain the weight, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not enough for me to just address the scale. I want to help people heal from the inside out. And the beautiful consequence of that in working on weight loss and mindset is the weight loss, right? So I brought on a few people and um, at a low rate and coached them and they saw incredible results. And then I had testimonials. So those testimonials built up that confidence, right? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. I got this. I know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing with the business part of it. That's still very new to me, but I do know how to coach and help people feel better, work on their mental mindset and lose the weight. And so the business part, I just, I honestly just had to learn as I went. And, and something that you and I have talked about um, before hopping on this call is having somebody teach you is so important. If you don't know, you don't know, right? And there were a lot of things about business that I did not know. And so it eventually got to the point where I had 110 clients. I have three little kids at home. My husband's a fireman, so he's not home every day. I was completely and totally swamped. I a lot of clients. Oh, girl. 110 clients and just me. There's nobody else. I don't have an assistant. I don't have somebody going through my emails, like sifting through, telling me which ones are important, which ones are not. I would wake up in the morning and I kid you not, I would have 122 emails in my inbox. Oh my goodness. And the overwhelm and the panic would just set in. Like I would be freaking out, right? Plus my kids are crying and they want lunch Uh, and they're like tugging at my pant leg. And I'm like, I just need to answer this email. It was so overwhelming. It was so, and, and I was making what I was making as a teacher. And that was really disheartening because I was working 60 plus hours a week. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I was home, but I wasn't present. Right. Because I was so overwhelmed with both sides of the coin. Right. So in November of 2018, I didn't, I, I knew I was at a crossroad. I had 110 clients. My kids play competitive sports. My life is insanely busy. And in November of 2018, I came to a crossroads. I was like, okay, I've done this for three or four years now. It's tanking me. It's swamping me. I'm not enjoying either one anymore because I have way too much on my plate and I don't ever say no. Right? Like, I feel like that's an Mm -hmm. entrepreneurial issue. If I say no now, what if the opportunity doesn't come again? Right, right. So I never said no. That's how I ended up with 110 clients. I was like, sure, I'll coach you. Sure, Mm -hmm. I'll coach you out of scarcity and fear, right? Right. So in November, I was like, okay, I'm at a crossroads. I'm either going to figure out a better way to do this, or I'm just going to stop doing it because I feel like once again, I'm sacrificing family Mm -hmm. and I'm not okay with that, right? So I hired a business coach. And if I have any piece of advice for anybody, it is hire. If you don't know something and you don't know how to do it, hire somebody to teach you how to do it. And I'm not saying spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Sometimes your first hire is just a few hundred bucks. And then you get good at that and it moves your business forward and then hire somebody else to teach you to go to the next level and then hire somebody else to teach you to the next level, right? Because if not, you stay kind of stuck in your own chaos with no clear direction because your, your ceiling is what you know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so you need somebody to show you how to push that ceiling up. And so that's what I did in November of 2018. I hired my first business coach and it was 
the biggest investment I had made in my business at the time. And it was hard. I was scared. I was freaked out. I didn't know where the money was going to come from. It was $20,000 for the year. Wow. Yeah. I was freaking (laughs) out, panicked, right? right? Like, but here's, here's what I know about myself. And, and here's what I know about entrepreneurs and tough moms is that if I invest in myself or in my business or in my kids, I'm going to see it through. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to spend the time in it that I need to spend the time in it to find success. So that was the one like thing that I hung on to was, Mm -hmm. listen, anything you've ever put your mind to before, you've made it work and you've made it happen. Why would this be any different just because you're spending money on it? No, like you will make this work. You will make this happen. And so I invested in myself and it was one of the greatest years ever. It completely and totally shifted my entire business and my entire culture within my coaching community. And I'm so grateful that I took that leap. It was so scary, but I'm so grateful that I did it. Yeah. Can I uh, pause and ask a question here mm-hmm. of how did you, um, and if you did it all, because I know, I mean, you were already bringing in income, um, yeah. but how did you make that decision with your husband? So I didn't. Okay. That's what I was wondering. (laughs) So I didn't. Because I feel like, you know, especially to people that are outside of like the online business world. Yeah. You know what I mean? That number, like $20,000 to me. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, obviously it's a huge number, but like I'm used to hearing that. You know what I mean? Like because of podcasts and the people I follow, you know, and all of that. Like I get that that is kind of a normal yeah. But to people outside of it, you know, and that are not, they're like, what in the world? You know, no, like, seriously, absolutely. That much? And so I was just curious, you know, because I mean, I've, I've had that issue too of like, you know, there's a course that I want to, mm-hmm. to buy that's, you know, $2,000 or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, what? No, you know, from my husband, you know, that kind of oh, thing. Absolutely. So I was just curious, you know, how you kind of made that decision with or without him. And what yeah. that looked like. So here's what it came down to. And it's funny because we laugh about it now. Not so funny then. Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> right. So, um, I made this decision without him and, and, and I don't, let me just say this. I don't make decisions like this without him on any other area in my right, life. Right. 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 But it came down to this. He knew nothing about my business. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, I, he right. supports me. He loves me. Uh-huh. He thinks I'm yeah. incredible. But as far as what goes down with K more macro yeah. and what I do at my computer, he has no concept mm-hmm. of how any of it works. Right. So I felt like asking him would be setting both of us up for failure because he mm-hmm. does not know what mm-hmm. it takes to run a business. He doesn't know what I do in my day to day. And at the end of the day, I am the sole owner of my business. And mm-hmm. so I had to make a decision on what I thought would be best for my business. And so I didn't tell him and I just made the decision and I, I will be completely transparent. I had $3,000 in my bank account, my business bank account, mm-hmm. and it was $20,000 paid in full or 24 oh, wow. if I wanted to make okay. payments a year. Uh-huh. And so I asked her for 24 hours to figure out where I was going to get the money from. And she granted me that. And I got online and I found a no interest credit card for 18 months. 
And I told myself, I will make the payments to myself from my business mm-hmm. account um, for in a year so that I would have it paid off in a year, right? We are debt-free. We follow the Dave Ramsey. We Our cars are paid off. The only debt we have is our house right now. Yeah. And so it was totally scary and freaky to do any of this or to put it on a credit card. I've never put anything on a credit card like that before. Yeah. Um, but my promise to myself was I would pay it off in the year, right? Mm-hmm. To save myself four thousand dollars, right? And so I did just that. And I, what I did, the conversation I did have with my husband was, "Hey, for a few months, the amount that I've been paying myself monthly that I've been paying into the family, I need to pause it. Is that okay? Can we make that work?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'll move the budget around." take the time that you, you know, I think he gave me Mm -hmm. three or four months where I wouldn't pay myself because my, what I did not want to do was put my family in $20,000 worth of debt. Right. Right. So I paused paying myself. I thought for four months, it was going to take me four months. Right. And with my business coach, I met my first income goal. My first goal was to make $10,000 in the month of December. I had up until that point only made $6,000 a month and I was paying myself $1,500 a month, which is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was for the amount of time that I was spending with 110 clients. That is what I was making as a teacher. Right. Right. So my first goal that I set with my coach was I want to make $10,000 a month. And she giggled at me. She was like, seriously, like that is not, you need to raise it higher. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I don't feel like that is reasonable. I feel like $10,000 is just right. I made my first 10K month by December 7th of that year. I was freaking out. (laughs) So excited. So I um, paid my first month payment on my credit card, felt good about it, had a little extra, but was still nervous, right? Mm -hmm. Go into January. I set the same $10,000 goal. I hit $10,000 again, paid my credit card again, and then paid myself. So I really only had to pause paying myself one month instead of the four that I thought. That's awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. By May, I had... So after that $10,000 month that I had set in January, by May, I had set a $15,000 month. And in May, I hit my first $17,000 month payment um, that I had brought in. And so it's just been crazy. Like I can't even explain how important it was to invest in myself. Mm-hmm because it changed everything for me. I don't carry 110 clients right now. I carry 25 max. And it's allowed me to really dive in and invest and care and cultivate this community of healing within my business. And I'm so grateful for that. But I will also say that being an entrepreneur, there are a lot of highs and lows, right? March was my worst month ever. So I had this great December, January, and okay, February, and March was crickets. I brought no money in Mm. and I was panicked and freaking out. But the beautiful thing once again was that I had a mentor. I had somebody who had been there, done that saying like, girl, take a deep breath. When things are slow, this is what we're going to do in the background. When things aren't happening, this is what we'll do in the background to set you up for those bigger months. Right. Mm -hmm. And so 
I needed, I needed exactly that. I needed somebody in my corner to teach me, show me and grow me on how to move forward efficiently and effectively. And that's what I've learned and brought into my own coaching business, right? Because a lot of times, don't we feel that way in our weight loss journey? Like nothing's happening. I'm putting in all this work and nothing's happening. I want to quit. I'm panicking. I don't know what to do. And now my clients have me saying, okay, take a deep breath. Let's look at all the things that are working. Let's look at the wins that are happening and let's focus our energy and attention there. Hmm. Yeah, it's always, it's so important and so helpful to have someone to kind of be that voice of reason because we can spiral quickly in our own minds. So yes. to have someone kind of call that out and who's been there, right? Yeah, and absolutely. can say, you know, I know right now it's, you know, scary or it's not working, but yeah. I know what's on the other side of it, you know? Exactly. So keep going, keep going. Yep. And you know, your listeners that are listening right now, you might be at the very beginning stages of creating and building your business, which is incredible. And that's awesome. So $20,000 coaching investment might seem so out of this world and not you might not be able to relate to that, but maybe you're starting your coaching business and you're like, okay, my need right now is to build an email list, but there's a course out there that's, you know, $350. That might be your first big jump, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It was for me, like there were little jumps that I had to make that made the $20,000 jump scary, but I knew it was necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, so we're kind of coming up on our time, but I yeah. want to make sure that um, we talk about how you actually make this work yeah. um, in your day-to-day life. I know that is one of the biggest issues that um, come comes up again, you know, from people of like, how, you know, how can I actually make this work if I've got yeah. kids at home? You know, where do I find the time? Yeah. Um, so can you tell us just a little bit about, you know, what does your normal day look like? Um, and just how do you kind of manage it all? Yeah. So I am a really, really big pen and paper calendar person. And so, um, I'm a huge fan of Brooke Castillo. You and I chatted about that as well. I love Brooke Castillo and she has this podcast, um, where she talks about getting your rid of your to-do list. Mm -hmm. And so I have learned this method from her and I use it all the time. So at the beginning of the month, what I will do is I'll brain dump all of my to-do things into a journal. And then the next step that I do is I pull out my calendar and I actually put the to-do item in my calendar. I schedule time for it. Mamas, this is the only way that this crazy life of mine works is if it is a priority and something that needs to get done, it goes into my calendar, my paper calendar first, and then it goes into our shared calendar between my husband and I. Mm -hmm. And that calendar is gold. Like if it is in there, it is a hard fact. It doesn't get changed. (laughs) Like it is what is happening in our day. Mm -hmm. And that is what we have committed to. Right. So, and and I, I use this process with my weight loss clients as well. Like going into your day without a, without a plan is setting yourself up for failure and feeling like you're not enough and like you Mm -hmm. can't do it. So if whatever it is that you're doing in your business right now and your family life and your social life, it has to go on the calendar. You have to plan and prep for it and then protect it. Mm -hmm. Right. So anything that is of importance in my family life, my, my home life, um, my business life, I brain dump it into a journal and then I schedule and plan it into my calendar. If you look at my calendar, this will make people 
stroke out a little bit because there's so <laughs> much stuff so on much it. On the calendar. Yes, but that is how it becomes a priority and that's how mm-hmm. I get it done. And I don't move on or start something else until that task at that time has been addressed. So the little silly things that I put on there that I might want to waste my time with, they don't go on my calendar because those are the extras, the important things, the things that move the needle, the things that make us better in our day-to-day, that goes on the calendar. And that's really the beginning of how I make it work. And then of course... I have a lot of other people, you know, it takes a tribe Mm -hmm. (laughs) to make this whole ship work. We've got grandparents that help. Um, Over the summer, I actually hire a part-time nanny because it's to drive my kids around to their strength and conditioning and stuff like that. It just doesn't, you know, if we're talking dollars per hour, it doesn't make sense for me to take away from my business to go and do those kinds of things, to be in the car with them, Mm -hmm. right? Of right. course, the important things, their gains and stuff like that. I'm obviously there for and present right. and excited right. to be there. But I really do feel like it is prioritizing where your time is the most useful and mm-hmm. where you want to be present in your day. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So your kids are all in school. Yes. Right. So now at this point, yeah. At this, yeah. At this yeah. point, they yeah. weren't. They were yeah. not. So, so how did you make that work when, you know, before they were all in school? Yeah. So I, nap time was huge. And even when my kids grew out of nap time, we did quiet time Mm -hmm. and um, they knew they were to stay in their room so that I could focus um, and and give that attention to what I was trying to do. And then I'll be really honest with you. Most of my work was done between eight and like midnight when Mm -hmm. the kids were in Mm -hmm. bed and my husband's a fireman, right? So I knew that every third day I would have that time without him being home and, and being stressed out, you know, trying to spend right, time with him right. and, and the kids and stuff like that. Um, and so it was a lot of after hour work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew eventually my kids would be in school and that that would flip and I would be able to do right. it during the day. Right. And so I think that's kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. Like uh-huh. it won't be like this <laughs> <Right>. forever, <laughs> right. but if I want it to be something by the time they go to school, I got to put this time in mm-hmm. now. Right. Yeah. And then also setting super clear boundaries with them all along the way, even as really little kids. For example, um, my office is upstairs by their bedrooms. And so I I have a doorknob rule and it's hilarious because they're listed outside of my door. If you come to my office and the door is closed, but the handle is not locked, you may open it and ask a question. If the door is open, you can come right in and ask a question. If the handle is locked, so you go to pull the handle down and it's locked, you are not to knock, yell through the door, or ask me a question. <laughs> you are to turn around, find your father, <laughs> and ask him, or wait until I open the door because I can hear you jiggle the doorknob. So mm-hmm. I know you need something. Right. And honestly, it took a week of like working that into the system. And they're mm-hmm. so good about it. I hear them yeah. jiggle the doorknob. And if I'm in the middle of, you know, doing something like this, then they right. have to wait. Yeah. Right. Right. But if it's something that I can step away from, then I will go to the door and I'll say, can I help mm-hmm. you? And they'll tell me and we go from there. But just teaching them from a very young age that, hey, this is what this is what mama's yeah, got going on. And these right. are my boundaries. Right. I love that. I think that's yeah. really important. And I think that we underestimate kids a lot of mm-hmm. times. Absolutely. You know, and 
and get frustrated that they're interrupting us or get frustrated. I mean, this goes for anything in parenting, you know, get frustrated with what they're doing. And a lot of times I'll pause and go like, wait, have I actually communicated what I want them to do? You know what I mean? Like (laughs) a lot of times it's like, oh no, I haven't really even told them what I'm wanting them to do. So of course, like, why would I expect them to to do that? Absolutely. And you know, there's a ton of mommy guilt. There was a ton for me until I got a really incredible piece of advice from a realtor friend of mine. She owns her own realtor business and she's just an incredible mom, an incredible businesswoman. And I was explaining to her one day over coffee, like, the amount of guilt that I have about running my own business. And I love my business. Like I love what I do. I feel so rewarded when I, when I do this, but there's so much guilt because I know it's taking away from being a mom. And one of the biggest pieces of advice that she gave me, which is incredible is she said, bring them into that world, bring them into the process, help them own and understand what you're doing. And so what I started doing was if I was on a call with a client, or if I was, you know, in my room for an hour and told them like, I need quiet for an hour so I can do this. As soon as I would finish that task, I would come out and I would sit the three of them down and I would say, thank you so much for being so good while mommy was handling business. You are a part of the money that mommy brings into our Mm -hmm. house. Thank you so much for helping mommy earn that money so that you can play competitive sports so that we can go on this vacation so that we can live in this beautiful home and drive these cars. Thank you guys so much for being a part of that. And you could just see the ownership in their face. Like, you're welcome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Like and so the mommy guilt, like once I started doing that and they felt ownership over mm-hmm. what I was doing and understood that, hey, we are a part of this business. We are right. a part of this process. The guilt went out the door because they owned it. They didn't give me a hard time about it. We weren't frustrated with each other. We understood that we had the same mission, right? And they were a part yeah. of that. That's cool. I love that. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, I have loved this conversation and you have given us tons of little nuggets just like that one. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So I know that everybody's going to want to come find you. And I think for most moms, you know, weight loss and like you said, you know, just kind of like whose body is this, (laughs) you know, like what happened here Um, is definitely an issue for most mothers. So I'm sure everybody's going to want to come find you. So where can people come find you? So I think the the most fun place where they could come hang out with me would be Instagram. And my Instagram handle is it's Kmore Macro. So it's K-M-O-R-E-M-A-C-R-O. And that's the same on Facebook. It's uh, .com for my website. It's this, that's what I use for Instagram. And I love, I'm a teacher at heart, right? So Mm -hmm. every single post, every single video that I throw up there are little pieces of information and ways to help you move forward and just feeling good and healthy in the skin that you're in. So I would love for you guys to come check it out, follow me, like my page, and just get little nuggets of information daily from me to help you feel better and move forward in your health and fitness. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Krista. Absolutely. It's been such a pleasure to be here. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. All right. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye. 
All right. I am back after the interview. And normally with an interview, I like to do takeaways, but I know this is a longer interview. And so I wanted to keep it, keep it a little shorter and not do my usual takeaways, but I do want to touch on one thing. Krista mentioned how she made a really large investment in her business and that it made a huge difference in her growth. And she talked about how, you know, in the beginning, $20,000 is not necessarily what you need to be doing, but you can start taking those small steps of investing in your business. And if there's something you don't know, reach out to someone who does or buy a course that teaches you or get a coach that will help you through it. And I just wanted to say, Hey, I'm here for you. And I would love to be that person for you. That is my mission here at Mom Start a Business is to help you start your business. I want to share with you everything that I have learned and give you a simple path, simple step-by-step guide to start your business. So if that's something that you would like help with, please reach out and we can chat about um, the different options that I have for you. I would love to either help you by doing some one-on-one coaching and even setting things up for you, or I have more of a do-it-yourself kind of route in my membership where I show you exactly what to do, but then you do it yourself with some weekly coaching from me. Okay. So if that sounds like something that you'd be interested in, please find me on Instagram. I am at Cami Lane, C-A-M-I-L-A-Y-N-E, and just send me a message and let me know that you are interested in getting some help. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I really appreciate all of the support. Every download, every review makes a huge difference in spreading the mission. So thanks again for being here and I'll see you next week.